Good morning and welcome to Thursday morning, June the 1st in 2023 on When I Rise. Today we continue year A, Trinity Sunday, or the first Sunday after Pentecost. And on the Thursday of the week, we'll take a look at the New Testament letter passage, which comes to us from this week from the Revised Common Lectionary. And this week of the church's calendar year, and so we find ourselves in a new book, 2 Corinthians chapter 13, verses 11 through 13. So let me read that passage, provide a couple points for reflection, and then we'll spend our time praying along the theme that we find there. Thanks for making this part of your morning on When I Rise. Let's allow our souls to rise and meet God together in a time of prayer. 2 Corinthians chapter 13, verses 11 through 13. Finally, brothers and sisters, farewell. Put things in order, listen to my appeal, agree with one another, live in peace, and the love of God and peace will be with you. Greet one another with a holy kiss. All the saints greet you. The grace of the Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. This is the word of God for us. So I went to a small Christian college and I don't know, some of the some of the youths really liked passages like these that greet each other with a whole greet one of the holy kiss. We just come came from a lot of us came from church backgrounds where there was like these, you know, high codes of conduct when somebody's dating, right? And so we thought, hey, it's like it's just in the Bible, man. We gotta greet each other with a kiss, right? We were lame for you know, pardon us for being so lame, <laughs> right? Obviously, Paul was not referring to that. Uh, this is the final stanza of the second letter to the Corinthians, and it's a benediction. A benediction is a great liturgical word. This means well wishes um, as they part ways. And so Paul's giving some farewell words here. He even says that they're finally, brothers and sisters, farewell, right? Uh, he's planted the church. He has tried to do his best to nourish it with the life of God. Um, he is certainly... Uh, weathered some of the storm relationally with him. He's tried to set up boundaries and leaders and forms of worship. He's tried to fight off controversy. And so he gets to the end and he puts down his pen or maybe he ends his, you know, dictation to, you know, an amanuensis or writer for him. And uh, there's probably this big sigh of relief. He's probably conflicted inside because he knows he would love to say more. He, he knows he'd love to visit again. He knows that he'd like to get in the middle of all that's going on. But as a good leader, a mature leader, I would suppose Paul says, you know, enough's enough. He has carried them as far as he can. And so now he trusts it all over to God. But what you'll notice on this Trinity Sunday, we begin to focus on, okay, where are Father, Son, and Spirit uh, being seen together um, in the New Testament? Once again, word Trinity is not in the New Testament, uh, but we definitely see the beginnings of the doctrine, the beginning of acknowledging that uh, there's this one God and three persons. And so I just love this last little bit here. It talks about agreeing with one another to put things in order, agree with one another, live in peace, and the God of love and peace will be with you. And then the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. And so here Paul is leveraging this idea that all persons of the Trinity are interacting and shaping the church, right? Um, it's just worth noting that um, as, as a church, uh, perhaps the leaders in every little uh, church community need to be examining, like, what do our people think about God the Father, God the Son, and God the Spirit? Um, do we have 
a balanced uh, Trinitarian theology. Um, and as we do so, it's not just because we get style points or because we pass some doctrinal test, but because we find ourselves in the long, steady stream of the witness of Jesus from the very beginning, right? And I think that's worth it. Um, I think there's like this impulse to try to be distinct, and, and that's okay. I mean, we're all uniquely called by God, and, and you know, small church communities are uniquely called by God. Um, they didn't have to be a church, but they are, and because of that, they some suggest that there's like a unique thing that the church gets to do, right? At the same time, like we need to feel connected, connected to one another who are also in the church, uh, in other churches in our culture around the world, but also like connected to the church that's gone before us. Uh, I think Chesterton once said that the only valid election or vote is one that allows the past to cast its vote too. Like, isn't that a cool idea? I think that's just a neat idea. And so part of it is just like weighing out um, how do we how do we know the Trinity? How do we see the the persons of the Trinity uh, operating in our life? Uh, do we get teaching on the whole Trinity? Uh, do we you know does the average person who's been around a while like could they um, articulate how in their own life Father, Son, and Spirit are at work? I mean, could they um, find a way to even just a brief teaching, a very cursory elementary teaching into what it means for God to be one in three? I think um, the way Tim Keller said it, Tim Keller just recently passed away at the time of this recording. But I loved his perspective. He said, you know, um, if God was only one, uh, one person, um, then God doesn't exist as Trinity. Um, That God uh, doesn't know how to share power, how to uh, yield to another. That that God is not in control, but that God um, does whatever that God wants um, without having to consult another and what's, I think, wonderful about the doctrine of the Trinity is that we have at the very nature of who God is, the very explanation of God is that God chooses to dwell in community, right? And so there's a sharing. There's a, uh, a preference given to another. And what's neat about that is that there's such an overflow of love within the Trinity itself is that it spills over into the world. And we get to experience the embrace of... Um, the way in which each person of the Trinity is seen and is given honor. Uh, we get to see that so that we can turn around and we can show that honor to others. I think we've talked about that last couple of days. And so um, I think it's just worth noting, like when we go to a time of prayer in the morning or wherever we find ourselves in a time of prayer is to dwell on this idea like, like the, the, I don't know, the foundational ideas of God is, is choosing to love and you have to have another person around to love, right? And so... That's our first lesson. It's um, our daily lesson. It's the one that we'll work on the rest of our life is can we be a person who is filled with love um, because we have been lifted by that love and we've been saved by that love. So with those things in mind, let's spend some time praying to our God this morning. Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, we confess that we are broken in community. Uh, feelings are hurt and uh, people are betrayed in community, but we think that we can be stored and healed, re- restored and healed in community, particularly as we deal with you, Father, Son, and Spirit. And so we thank you for the love of God that's been poured into our hearts, a love that transforms us, and then a, a love that teaches us. And we think that it teaches us the way of love. And so God, this day, we, we just face a world that needs it. Um, it's missing out on love uh, because it's gone its own way. It's chosen to look uh, away other than Christ. And so instead of harbor resentment against this world, uh, we love this world because you love this world. Uh, Jesus, you came not to condemn the world, but to claim it as your own. And so 
as we are people of your name, we go out into this world uh, not to condemn it, but to embrace it. And so this day, we're going to need your help. There's going to be a lot of things that are going to get in the way from us wanting to and desiring to love the world. And so we pray that your gospel will be ever before us and that it would cause us to act differently. And so God, this day, help us to be with us, like help us to know the way of love and to learn something new today about it. And because of it, to have our lives healed and restored and then have the world healed and restored all around us. We ask all these things in Jesus' name. Amen.